welcome back to the show at 10.16 p.m. Sunday, October 25th. Where did the month go? And I hope everyone is safe and well, healthy, sheltered. Relaxed, comfortable, having a wonderful weekend. Okay. Well, I just read something on Facebook from a distant relative about type A personalities that really read my mail. <laughs> Some people just like to go, go, go. Pedal to the metal. You don't really like to slow down. Hmm. And why not? <laughs> that is, why not slow down once in a while? Why not just take five stretch out catch our breath maybe stretch out on the balance ball and loosen up any stiff muscles or joints just stretch without any fancy equipment Ooh. Here's to Black History Mini Docs. Marjorie Stewart, Joyner, October 24th, 1896 to December 27th, 1994. Inventor, businesswoman, humanitarian, born in Monterey. Virginia, Marjorie Stewart Joyner was the granddaughter of an enslaved person and a slave owner. In 1912, she moved to Chicago as a teenager and began studying cosmetology. She graduated A.B. Moeller Beauty School, 1916, the first African-American to achieve this. While at Moeller, she was introduced to Madam C.J. Walker, the well-known black hair care products entrepreneur and owner of a cosmetic empire. At the height of her fame, Madam C.J. Walker owned nearly 200 hair salons 
and serving many of the well-known black figures of the time. When Madam Walker died in 1919, Marjorie was hired to oversee the Madam C.J. Walker Beauty Colleges as the national supervisor, <laughs> always an advocate of beauty for women, she started looking for an easier way for black women to straighten their hair, taking her inspiration from a pot roast cooking with paper pens to quicken preparation time. Joyner experimented initially with these paper rods and soon designed a table that could be used to curl or straighten hair by wrapping it on rods above the person's head and then cooking them to set the hair. This method allowed hairstyles to last several days. Her patent for this design, U.S. Patent Number 1693515, in 1928 established her as the first African-American woman to receive a patent. While the device was quite popular in salons for African-Americans, the procedure could prove to be rather painful. To solve this problem, Marjorie developed a, quote, scalp protector end quote, to make the experience more pleasant. Once again, Marjorie Joyner met with success. Awareness of the machine's capability also grew among white women who wanted to add curl to their hair. Consequently, Joyner's invention began to appear in white hair salons. The patents were assigned to the Madam C.J. Walker's manufacturing company, which used the machine in its chain of beauty salons and schools. Sadly, she received almost no money for it. Joyner held important positions in the Walker Company. She was a member of the board, directors, and vice president of its nationwide chain. In 1945, Joyner co-founded the United Beauty School Owners and Teachers Association, along with Mary Bethune McLeod.
Marjorie contributed to the black community by raising funds for black colleges and even founded the Alpha Chi Pi Omega sorority and fraternity. The organization created to bring professional standards for beauticians. Joyner was awarded a bachelor's degree in psychology from Bethune Cookman College in 1973 at the age of 77. She served as a role model and inspiration to generations of beauticians and inventors. Marjorie Stewart Joyner died on December 7, 1994. She was 98 years old. Currently, her patent papers reside in the Vivian G. Harsh Research Collection of African American History and Literature at the Chicago Public Library. Written by Hendrix Moses for Black History Mini Docs. Rest in power, Marjorie Joyner. Known as the Queen of Gospel, Mahalia Jackson, born on October 26, 1911, is revered as one of the greatest musical figures in U.S. history. Born in New Orleans, Louisiana, to Charity and Johnny Jackson, she became one of gospel music's all-time greats, known for her rich, powerful voice that cultivated a global following. The young Mahalia grew up in a Pitt Street shack and started singing at four years old in the Mount Moriah Baptist Church when she started to sing professionally. She added an I to her name, to her first name. Brought up in a devout Christian family, Jackson still found herself influenced by the secular sounds of blues artists like Bessie Smith and Ma Rainey. Jackson's sanctified style of performance would also rely upon freer movement and rhythm when contrasted to the style seen in more conservative con congregations. 
while she made some recordings in the 1930s, Mahalia Jackson tasted major success with, quote, move on up a little higher in 1947, which sold millions of copies and became the highest selling gospel single in history, period. She became more in demand, making radio and television appearances and going on tour, eventually performing in Carnegie Hall on October 4, 1950, to a racially integrated audience. Jackson also had a successful 1952 tour abroad in Europe and she was especially popular in France and Norway. She had her own gospel program on the CBS television network in 1954 and scored a pop hit with, quote, Rusty Old Halo. In 1956, Jackson made her debut on The Ed Sullivan Show and in 1958, Eight appeared at the Newport Jazz Festival in Rhode Island, performing with Duke Ellington and his band Ellington and Jackson worked together on an album released the same year under Columbia Records title Black, Brown, and Beige. Future Columbia recordings from Jackson included The Power and the Glory, 1960. Silent Night, Songs for Christmas, 1962 and Mahalia, 1965. In 1959, Jackson appeared in the film Imitation of Life. By the end of the decade, much of Jackson's work featured crossover production styles she was an international figure with a performance itinerary that included singing at President John F. Kennedy's inauguration. Jackson was also an active supporter of the civil rights movement 
she sang at the March on Washington at the request, request of her friend, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in 1963, performing, quote, I've been buked and I've been scorned, end quote, in 19. 66. She published her autobiography, Moving On Up, after Dr. King's death in 1968. Jackson sang at his funeral and then largely withdrew from public political activities. In her latter years, Mahalia Jackson had several hospitalizations for severe health problems, giving her final concert in 1971 in Munich, Germany. She died of a heart attack on January 27, 1972. Jackson is remembered and loved for her impassionate, impassioned delivery, her deep commitment to spirituality, and her lasting inspiration to listeners of all faiths written by Greg Mickens for Black History, Mini Docs Music, Rest in Power, Mother Mahalia Jackson, the greatest of all times. <laughs>